Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are going to talk about something that nobody really talks about, either in the conventional or functional health world. It's relatively new in the scientific world and is probably years away from being a part of the conversation in the mainstream health world. But Carly and I are teaching it in our Christian Health Practitioner Program in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. Because once you know and understand the impact of this concept, you can't ignore it as one of the biggest missing pieces of the health puzzle. And it just fits so beautifully and profoundly and squarely into our Genesis prescription and confirms yet again how incredibly God made our bodies and how he made them to work in relation to creation. He keeps guiding me and making connections for me that just blow me away, humble me to my core, and give me confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Keep going, keep going. And I want to introduce this concept to you today, even though it's like I said, it's really obscure, even in the holistic health world. And it's pretty nerdy. And we get pretty nerdy in our Christian health practitioner program about it. But I'm going to try to keep it interesting and practical and connect some dots for you. But a major reason that I want to share it with you is is really to glorify God, to have you sit in awe with me about the way he made our bodies to work in relation to creation, and also how he is showing up in this process and unfolding this journey for me and this thing that he has called me to do, creating this school and this program with Carly. When Carly and I connected like five years ago, we didn't know this was coming, that we'd be doing this, but he did. When he put the idea of the Genesis prescription in my head and I wrote that little blog post about it like three years ago, I had no idea it would become the foundation of something bigger, but he did. I want you to be a part of this story as it unfolds to glorify God in the way that he shows up when he calls us to do something. So speaking of things, how how things unfold, it would be helpful if you've already listened to episodes 141 and 173 that I did on mitochondria and the electron diet. That's going to give you some context and will make today's topic fall into place a little bit easier. So I do recommend listening to those to help you get a bigger picture of what we're talking about. And that made me think, this is a little side note, but I was thinking about the way people listen to the podcast. And, you know, some people tell me, that they start from the beginning and they work their way, you know, through. And then some people start with the most recent and work their way backwards. And then some people just jump around to episodes that sound interesting, which I get, but I have also learned not to judge a podcast by its title or whether or not it sounds interesting or applicable to to me because I almost always end up learning something interesting 
from those episodes of my tried and true podcast that I'm so glad I didn't skip because of a title that I've been tempted to skip, but I'm like, I don't really have anything else to listen to. And then I listen to it anyway. And I'm like, I'm so glad I listened to that. Anyway, I would love for those of you who are willing to leave a podcast review, share how you go about it, which way you think it's better to listen to this podcast so that people who are thinking about listening to it can get some insight. People really do read the reviews to make a decision about listening. So I'm always super grateful when you leave such nice comments. But also in this case, I'd love for you to give your two cents about how you listen to it. Did you start from the beginning? Or did you go backwards? I will say the only thing about listening in real time, if you don't listen in real time, is that you miss out on the current events or timing of my programs. But I'm just so grateful that you're listening at all. So no matter how you're doing it, thank you you. But do go give your two cents about it in the podcast reviews. And I really I look forward to reading that and hearing how um, you go about it. And again, I just thank you for that, because it does help people make the decision on whether or not this podcast is worth their time. Okay, let's get to this fascinating topic about metabolic water. So as you know, um, a few weeks ago, Carly and I did a podcast about the right way to hydrate. That was all about the water that we drink. Metabolic water is about the water that we make through the process of metabolism. It hasn't gotten much attention, but it turns out that it has some pretty profound properties that affect energy, metabolism, and overall health right down to the cellular level. In fact, the better you make this water and the better you take care of this water, the less you're going to get sick the more resilient you're going to be, the better you're going to maintain optimal weight, and the more energy you're going to have to go about your day. So let's just start with the idea, the concept of metabolism, because we throw that word around a lot. Some of us spend a lot of time, a ridiculous amount of time and brain energy, thinking about metabolism and wishing how ours was better. We think of metabolism as the process that makes us fat or skinny. And I think a lot of us just kind of picture metabolism as happening in our gut or our belly area. But metabolism is happening all over the body. The entire point of metabolism is to make energy. It is the process that makes energy for our cells to work. And that means our cells from head to toe, from your brain to your eyes, your heart, your intestinal cells, your muscle cells, your All the cells, all the 30 trillion cells in your body need energy to make them work, just like your car needs gas to make it go. If your liver or your kidneys or your heart doesn't have the energy it needs to make it work, that's going to be a problem. So we have these little energy making factories inside of our cells called mitochondria. When you think metabolism, you need to think mitochondria because they make the energy for our cells. And the process that we know as metabolism involves the mitochondria turning the food that we eat into energy. This energy is called ATP. ATP is like the gas, the fuel for our cells. We eat, we digest, and our mitochondria turn those food molecules into ATP energy. And that is really where the how our cells make energy conversation stops in the health world. But that is not the end of the story. And this is where a huge piece of the conversation is missing. 
because as part of the metabolic process, our mitochondria also produce water and CO2. You might remember me talking about the CO2. In podcast 122, I did about a year and a half ago called The Breath of Health and Fat Loss. You'll remember that CO2, the breath we exhale, is how about 84% of our metabolic waste leaves the body. In other words, that's where fat goes when you burn it. It is exhaled through your breath. For every 10 pounds of fat that you lose, about eight and a half pounds of it goes out through the lungs, not sweat or poop like you might think. I mean, some of it comes out that way, but the majority of where fat goes when we burn it is through our breath. Isn't that amazing? We breathe in oxygen, O2, and we breathe out carbon dioxide, CO2. So there's two molecules in, three molecules out. Your exhaled breath is heavier than your inhaled breath. That is what is carrying the metabolic waste, your burned energy, your burned fat from your body. Carbon dioxide is an end product of the natural process of breaking down the fats and carbs that we eat. It's kind of like the exhaust of a car. The carbon dioxide you breathe out is your body's metabolic exhaust. Pretty fascinating stuff. Equally fascinating is how the other byproduct of metabolism, water, also plays such a key role in our body's use of energy. What's been discovered is that this water that our mitochondria makes has properties that make it function like a battery inside of our cell. What does a battery do? It gives power. So what we've learned is, and this is pretty new science, like I said, there's another additional source of energy for our cells to use besides ATP. So do you know what that means? It means food is not our only source of energy. It's not meant to be our only source of energy. But if we're not optimizing this metabolic water production, We will be more reliant on food. We will have to eat more food. We will seek more food. We will crave more food because we need energy and we're not fully utilizing the other resource that we have. So people who struggle with low energy and overeating could benefit enormously by understanding and taking advantage of the battery-like power our metabolic water has. So let me explain how this works and how you can optimize this metabolic water to your advantage, okay? The water our cells make, that our mitochondria make, has different properties than the water that we drink. We've always been taught that water has three forms, right? Liquid, solid, and gas, or vapor. But the big discovery, the thing that makes our metabolic water different, is that it has a different molecular structure, which gives it a different consistency and different function. And because of this, it's called structured water, okay? The water has structure. It's more organized. It has more form to it. It's not a liquid. It doesn't like slosh around in our body like regular water does in a glass. It's not solid. It doesn't get hard like ice. It's kind of somewhat in between with more of a gel-like consistency. I kind of picture it like egg white. And when it becomes structured inside the cell, it gives the ability to hold energy and be an energy source. Okay, stay with me here. Dr. Gerald Pollack, who is a professor of bioengineering at the University of Washington, he is the one who discovered this structured water. 
and how it looks and behaves differently than regular water. He coined the term easy water because of the way it creates these exclusion zones of electrons and protons, which is what makes it like a battery inside the cell. So EZ, the letters EZ, stand for exclusion zone. And so he refers to it as easy water. A lot of people refer to it as easy water. And it is this battery-like water that can power our cells just like the battery in your phone powers your phone to work. But the water in our cell has to be charged up to work just like your phone does. When the battery is drained, that doesn't work so well. And there are many, many, many of us walking around unknowingly with drained cellular batteries that are not only causing dysfunction at the cellular level, which means poor health, but also making us overly reliant on food for energy and contributing to poor energy distribution, like you might be storing more fat energy than you want to be. There are specific things that we can do to charge up our battery and specific things that we do that drain our battery. That's what I want to make you aware of. And also, this is where it gets incredibly like, bing, open your eyes <laughs> to how amazing and intentional that God made us. One of the best ways to charge your easy water battery is to get sunlight. Now listen, when I started talking about light and circadian rhythm as part of the Genesis prescription a few years ago, I had no idea this was going to come into play. Okay, that's what I'm talking about when I say how God is guiding and leading and folding this path and connecting all these dots as I go along here. It's just so incredible and so cool. The sun plays a huge role in how we create a bigger and better easy battery. When the sun hits our skin, infrared light expands the easy water battery, makes it bigger, and UV light generates electrons in the battery. And these electrons create a net negative charge inside the cell and charge the easy water battery. Now, if you did listen to episode 173 on the electron diet, you know that we need to be in a net negative charge to be healthy. As backwards as it sounds, a negative charge equals health and a positive charge equals inflammation. That means we need more electrons than protons in our body to be healthy. We need both. Protons aren't bad, but we need more electrons than protons, okay? Getting sunlight, specifically UV light, creates a photoelectric effect, the emission of electrons, okay? This is what Einstein won his Nobel Prize over this concept in 1921, okay? And this is the principle that applies to our bodies in that UV rays from the sun generate electrons, that the easy water in our cells can hold. We're like solar panels, you know, that can receive and absorb and utilize and redirect this energy for our bodies to use. The water becomes somewhat of like a storage tank for electrons. And the more electrons you have, the healthier you are. So the infrared light expands the easy water battery, the UV light fills it up with electrons, and that way we are in a net negative charge, which means a net positive charge for health. Not only that, we also know, as I explained in the Electron Diet podcast, 
that we pick up electrons from the earth when we're grounding, when we have our bare feet or hands or any bare part of our body touching the earth or something conductive touching the earth. God made us with the need for more electrons. He has given us three major ways to get them, the sun, the earth, and the food that we eat. Okay. And he has given us a means for holding and utilizing them in our water. But because so many people don't get sun and don't pick up electrons from the earth, basically they don't spend enough time outside, they're going to have to get more of them from food. You following me? You know, our mitochondria need electrons to make energy. And they can get them by breaking down and extracting them from food. That is the metabolic process. But it's an indirect way to get electrons, right? When you could go outside, get some sun, do some grounding, and get them directly to fill up your easy water battery. When you think about it, you can't even make food without sun, water, and earth. They are the prerequisites. And that's how it unfolds in the creation story. God makes light, water, and land. And then food comes after that, comes from that. We learned about photosynthesis like in sixth grade, right? Which is the process of plants turning light energy from the sun into chemical energy, which is the food that we eat. The plants are storing that light energy and they're storing electrons. And animals that eat plants and other animals are also storing electrons. The process of metabolism is like reverse photosynthesis, okay? When we're getting the electrons back out for our body to use. I don't know if this blows your mind <laughs> like it does mine. I know it's super nerdy, but you can see how the picture of health is so much bigger than just food and exercise, right? It's why we are training Christian health practitioners and not Christian nutrition practitioners. Nutrition is one piece of the puzzle, and it's an important one. We can't live, and we were not meant to live on sunshine and grounding alone. We need food, and it needs to be real food the way God made it. But it's not to be meant to be our only source of energy. And when we don't honor the other ways God made our bodies to make energy and optimize cellular health, we are missing a huge opportunity and the low-hanging fruit for healing. I will say it over and over. God did not make our healing inaccessible. You can walk outside and get sunshine and you can ground and you can charge up your easy water battery. And that is going to profoundly change your health status. I have heard people testify to the fact that it reversed their chronic fatigue syndrome, fixed their fertility issues. One woman was able to get pregnant in her 40s after several miscarriages once she made light and grounding a priority. I know it sounds too simple, even too good to be true, but our God is good, y'all. He made these bodies in the most incredible way. And the scientific discovery of easy water is another example of how, and how he made us to work in relation to creation. I feel like my work is to help make that connection for people and to give him the glory. You know, I feel like science is always proving what we know to be true biblically, but science ain't ever going to give glory to our creator for it. And that's where my work comes in. This podcast comes in. The School of Christian Health and Nutrition comes in. It's where you come in and recognize your body as an amazing creation and gift of our mighty creator, who is also our mighty provider and our mighty healer. 
do you think God would make a body without the elements to keep it healthy? If you want your metabolism to work better, if you want to have better health in general, you need good mitochondrial function and you need it to be able to power your cells with this charged water and not just with food. So we've already talked about getting infrared um, light and UV light and grounding. You can also use infrared sauna and light panels. Cold plunging is good also to help build your easy battery because it causes our mitochondria to make its own infrared heat, which expands your easy water battery. Exercise and movement is good for your easy water battery. You know, I just think about our ancestors who spent so much outside time, you know, in nature, being exposed to the sun, picking up electrons from the earth, moving their bodies naturally. They would have had really healthy mitochondria and a nice charged up easy water battery. And it's just such a huge difference than the way we live today, mostly inside, disconnected from nature. We're sitting all day. We're blocking ourselves from sun exposure. We're just breathing in the stale air of our homes. Most people are not in a net negative charge. Our ancestors were also not exposed to things like Wi-Fi, non-native electromagnetic fields, and glyphosate, which are all things that destroy our easy water. All the more reason we need to get outside and pick up electrons to charge the battery. We can also consume things that help kind of build our easy water. Things like natural mineral water, spring water, glacial meltwater. Those are really good waters to drink. Um, we talked about that a little bit in the hydration um, podcast and having really quality water. Drinking holy basil tea. There are some properties in that that are helpful. Humic and fulvic acids. Hello, where are my cell core people at? You're building your easy and didn't even know it. Um, saturated fats like butter, coconut oil, ghee, that can be helpful. Um, incorporating turmeric into your diet and probiotics. Those are all things that can help support your body in making and building your easy water. But do understand the water that we drink is different than the water that we make, okay? And you can be dehydrated in both ways, not drinking enough water, but also not promoting and encouraging and doing everything you can do to make your uh, the status of your easy water healthy. That is also dehydrating to the cell. Sometimes being dehydrated is more about a low easy water status than not getting enough, ingesting enough water. Okay, I know I've kind of switched around from calling it structured water to calling it easy water. But like I said, that's one of the names you'll hear used the most. Um, like I said, if you hear it at all, um, I would be surprised. But when you do start hearing about it, or if you have heard of it by its other names, um, structured water, organized water, liquid crystalline water, it's called that because of the molecular structure of it coherent water. There's a lot of names for it. Um, and there's a lot more that it does inside of our body than what we've talked about today. But I just wanted to give you a good foundation for its concept, what it is, and how you can nurture it and how it plays such an important role in your health. When it comes down to it, this water is water with order. The molecular structure has order to it where like the regular water that we drink is a little more molecularly willy-nilly, okay? Um, and 
Also, the water that we drink has a neutral charge, and our easy water has a negative charge, right? That's what we talked about. But it's this, this order, this molecular structure that gives it its unique and special properties. And the entire focus of the Genesis prescription, you know, which is the template we're using um, in the Christian Health Practitioner Program, and the Genesis prescription, you know, the idea God gave me, is all about creation and about the way God established order. Our world is a creation of order. Our bodies are a creation of order. 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, all things should be done decently and in order. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Poor health comes from disorder in the body. When there is disorder, there is disease. It is being out of alignment with the way God made us. So a state of ill health can be looked at as a state of chaos in the body, the absence of God's order. There is a critical component of his presence or his provision missing. The structured water, this water with order, is just one example of the way he designed order in our bodies. And it's just so beautiful and amazing. And I hope it lights up your heart in the way it does mine to know and understand that and make that connection. If you want to know even more and make more of those kinds of connections, there's still a little bit time left to join the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. You know, whether you want to become a Christian health practitioner who actually works with people, or if you just want to learn, you know, to spend the next nine months in personal growth, immersing yourself in health, in the Bible, and growing in spirit, mind, and body, um, we welcome you. You can find more information about it on my website, or I can, um, I will put a direct link in the show notes too, okay? And we're not sure we're going to run the program again. It could be another year from now. So if you don't if you don't get in on it now, it could be a while. If if you have a little spark in your heart about it and the thought of missing out makes you kind of sad, then don't miss out on it. Come join us. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and everything we learned. And I thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.